0: Will you please welcome our guest moderator, news editor of Empire Magazine, and part of the presenting team on BBC's Film 2013, Chris Hewitt. Hello. Wow, wow, wow. A lot of people in tonight, so clearly you know who Jude Law is, so... I don't have to introduce him really, do I? But I will anyway. Uh, From the talented Mr. Ripley through to Gattaca and AI, artificial intelligence, and the Sherlock Holmes series to name but four. one he's one of our greatest actors and has been for a very long, long time. He's next starring in Steven Soderbergh's dark thriller, Side Effects. And before we meet the man in question, let's take a look at the trailer.
1: I'm Dr. Banks, I'm a psychiatrist. How have things been going with you? I didn't know who he was or what he did. He just swept me off my feet. And I told him I would wait for him.
0: I want to have a life with my husband. <laughs> she didn't just have the rug pulled from under her. She had the home, the husband, her entire life, mm. gone. Who wouldn't be depressed?
1: What do we do? I honestly believe medication will
0: help you. Prozac, Welbutrin, Effexor. Maybe she's a candidate for one of these neuromabs, the Blixa.
1: I hope these things work. Whoever makes this drug is going to be rich. It's making it easier for you to be
0: who you are. (laughs) You remember this beautiful lady? She looks amazing. She's doing well. Em, it's the middle of the night. What are you doing? Are you
1: awake? She walks in her sleep. It's a side effect. Help. I just had no idea this was going on. In my opinion, you are a victim. You know I'm not crazy. She had no history of violence.
0: We need to ask you to step off this now. What does that mean? I just want to know what happened. She's very attractive. Would you have treated her differently if she was a man?
1: Emily, what is going on? I don't understand why this is happening. They're naming me. Resign from the case. Step off. I can't do that. Who can see the lies? That's why I have to make this work. It was the obliquesa. I would never be here if it weren't for that. I have to prove everything. On had she was feeling
0: better. Isn't she sick? I thought sick people sometimes make things up. Gustav, please welcome the star of side effects, Jude Law.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Ah, hello, hello, hello. Hello. You alright? Hello. Good to see you. This is a heck of a turnout, it has to be said. Yeah, and I get the feeling they're not here for me, which is a bit of a shame. But there you go. What can you do? Um, so welcome Jude. Uh, Thank you. Uh, this is a movie that you have to tiptoe around because there are twists aplenty in it. Um, yes. Yeah. There's a lot
1: of there's, there are lots of twists. It, it, it falls into the uh, category of sort of Hitchcock uh, yeah. and uh, the films of the eighties, like. Um, Jagged Edge and uh, Fatal Attraction, so... But there's a lot to talk about yeah. that doesn't necessarily trip over the the twist. True, true. So when, you, when
0: you're when reading the uh, script for the first time, are you told roughly what it's about or is it very much a, a page-turner? Well, I can't believe this has happened. Oh, this has happened now. It's one of those uh, situations. No, I wasn't
1: told anything. Okay. I mean, you're sent the script and you read it on face value. Uh, I read this... I read this actually in a different sort of... Um, I read it just after I'd made Contagion Mm -hmm. with Stephen and I'd gotten on very well with Scott Burns, the writer of that, who also wrote this. And at the time, Stephen wasn't going to direct it. It was just a project that that Scott had worked for about... uh, He'd had it in development for about 10 years um, and gave me a script to read and it then came back about six months later once Stephen had basically... I think Stephen was about to do The Man from UNCLE and then... That didn't work out. He was looking for a last film. This is his last film. Um, And he went to Scott and said, I've always liked that script. Can I direct it? So it came back to me and I read it. And no, well, my experience that I hope you will get when you see it for the first time was when I read it because you you don't see it coming. No. And um, my first reaction was, uh, I remember calling... Stephen up and saying is he so is this guy the good guy or the bad guy <laughs> and uh, because it's not clear right True. and, yeah. um, and his reaction was exactly
0: <laughs> so that's why he which is not bad or what he wanted it to be so this I
1: still think it kind of sits like that right
0: it, it, it kind of does there, there's, I think it's, it's clear in one area I can't talk about it too much obviously but I think it comes down pretty firmly on one side ultimately well, but I don't want to I think you you'll
1: I find I, people are divided I don't want swa- to We'll, talk, know,
0: about, we'll, we'll talk about it later, we'll talk about it later. Uh, but this was back in the days when it was the, the bitter pill. It became yes. side effects later on. And was it tailored for you because the character you play is a Brit? So Yeah, for it, was you written as,
1: it was written as an American. Um, and then uh, when I said I'd, uh, I wanted to do it with them, I, I assumed I was then going to sort of, you know, uh, play an American, mm-hmm. which I've done before, and they were quite adamant they wanted him to remain British. And I think some of that is... Uh, They wanted him to be an outsider. Mm -hmm. They wanted also... There's a sense of the over-ambitious to my character at the beginning, and they liked the idea that he had maybe travelled to work there, that that he saw... The relationship Americans have with psychiatry a lot more. You know, you can be quite a glamorous and a successful and in a, a, almost fashionable psychiatrist in New York. Mm. In England, I think I'm right in saying it's a slightly more private relationship. Yeah. It's a slightly more private profession. Um, and then there are, it, it meant that they could also layer in... Again, I can't, I can't say too much. <laughs> I'm giving it away. Uh, they could layer in a past yes. that, that r- revealed more twists and turns. Yes. And why? Why did he leave England? Uh, and also, from my point of view, it was quite interesting because I, I had to explain to them that we have such a different relationship to psychiatry and to prescription pills. Yes. That, like, I mean, the cliche of Woody Allen sort of saying, oh, "I've got to go. I've got my shrink in half an hour." Or, "What are you taking? I'm taking." You know, is that, I, I don't know if you agree, but I feel like that's very different here. It doesn't, here, again, I wouldn't necessarily know if any of my friends were on medication or, mm-hmm. and there's a line in the film where I say in England, uh, if you take medication, you're, it's considered a problem. In America, it's considered an answer. Yes.
0: Uh, and, and when this movie was first mooted, it seemed to be almost a critique of the prescription pills uh, yeah. situation in the States, where people are over-reliant on it. Was that one way you approached this, this movie as well? That there still are elements of that... In there. Well, I liked, I think, uh,
1: I, uh, you know, I just play my role, to be honest. Mm. So uh, most of the the, the the content of this answer is is, is stealing lines from my, what I've heard Stephen say or Scott <laughs> say. The, Steal away. The, uh, I think what they wanted to make was a film that led you to believe initially you were going to be in for a sort of, uh, uh, not preach, but mm. a... Um, an examination, an analysis of the relationship we have with prescription pills and the uh, the power and the effect that the big drug and the big pharmacological companies have on us. Mm. And then they use that as a Trojan horse. Yes. That's Stephen's term, not mine. <laughs> to introduce a thriller. Yeah. Because ultimately I think what he wanted to do was make something enjoyable and thrilling to watch. And I think he was interested too that in an age when we can tweet spoilers and text spoilers and how long it would last. you Because mm. if you think about it, the last one was probably Usual Suspects. It Prob- uh, was yeah, a really yeah. good twist and yeah. people seem to respect it. And The Crying Game maybe before that... Sixth mm. Sense as well, maybe? I Sixth think. Sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a bit later actually, so maybe Sixth yeah. Sense. And one he was
0: interested to see how long it would survive. And has it been respected as far as you've seen? Yeah because I'm tiptoeing very carefully around, no. <laughs> around things here at the moment. So let's talk about your character and who you play instead of that for the people who've only got the trailer to go on. Yeah. And you play Jonathan Banks. Oh, sorry, you want me to <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. ask me a question? <laughs> yeah, I'll ask you a question. So you play Jonathan Banks. Yes. And he's a psychiatrist.
1: He's a psychiatrist. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets involved he's in English.
0: the plot. He's English. And he gets involved in the plot how exactly?
1: Um, okay.
0: <laughs> he...
1: Uh, Rooney plays a character whose husband has been uh, put away. Mm-hmm for um uh market fraud uh she her whole lifestyle has sort of gone upside down in the period he's been away she has uh suffered from quite acute depression mm-hmm. she attempts to take her own life in uh, and uh, and i i i i become her psychiatrist because she's taken to an open hospital in New York based on Bellevue which is where we filmed it okay which is one of the largest open mental hospitals, I think in America, but certainly in New York State. Okay. Wow. Um, and I take her under my wing, and initially the film is very much about my process in diagnosing her and trying to work out what will work best for her. And then uh, she gets involved in an action that leads the whole, or my whole, uh, perception of her and indeed the drugs that I've prescribed her into a completely different spiralling dis- uh, direction and I lose kind of everything I have.
0: Okay, but before that happens, we have a clip where we see the two of you um, meeting up in a hotel lobby. You're not quite it's expecting to hard, see her. It's a yeah. hus-
1: this is a h- not a lot happens in this clip, <laughs> I have to say. It's have to have a bit more faith in the film optine. than <laughs> just this clip. <laughs> right. it, it's a bit <laughs> I won't play it down too much. We're quite right. a move. Is it no,
0: no, 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 we're, we're fine here. Uh, enjoy right. the clip. Thanks. Dr. Rings, I really need to talk to you.
1: Emily. Yeah, I just got your message. I'm with my wife.
0: I went to your office, but you weren't there. So I came here and, um, could we just go talk?
1: If it's an emergency, I can admit you.
0: No, I just, um, I was getting on the subway and,
1: it was like when I was in the car.
0: I have to go to work, I just need five minutes.
1: You're gonna get to work after? Okay, five minutes.
0: Okay. I'm
1: sorry. Call me after the interview. Oh,
0: mysterious go. <laughs> so that sets up, there's uh, some drama and intrigue with your wife, who's uh, Vanessa Shaw. Yes, she this. gets involved,
1: yeah. everyone gets involved. <laughs> it's a hard one to Tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe. Tiptoe, tiptoe. Yeah.
0: But uh, that's Rooney Mara there as, as yes. Emily, and it's a, she's phenomenal in yeah. this movie. Um, what was it like working with her? Because she's almost a different person in, in every single scene that you guys have together. What was, her, what was that process like?
1: Yeah, I don't know if she's different in every scene. Mm. She's very, she's uh, she's quite unusual as an actress in that, or in a, as just as an actor, uh, not necessarily just be as as a, as a female, but but she she's very. A lot of actors, I, or she made me realize this. A lot of performers, uh. Appear on a kind of with a front foot, you know. They want to. They project a lot of themselves at you. Yeah. Uh, when you're working opposite them, and she works in almost completely the opposite. She's she's very very removed. She's very reserved, not 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 uh, socially, not mm. privately, but but when she plays, she keeps an awful lot of her cards very close to her chest, and you don't necessarily always know what she's playing, and she won't signal to you what she's playing, and okay. she'll also play it. She's she's minuscule in how she portrays stuff, and. Um, And it immediately, and certainly in this part, but I went back and watched some some of the other things she'd done, and I think it's true in the other ones too, uh, that that she's. it immediately draws you in. Yeah. And it immediately makes you think you're missing something. And so when you're working opposite her, it really, it it means that you are being led more, I suppose. Sure, sure, sure. And certainly in this film and in our relationship in the film, it really helped because, and we we both found out afterwards, we both made a decision not to do a lot of work together on it before okay. because we wanted a sort of, obviously as psychiatrists, a lot of the relationship is about us uh, uh, in discussion, and we, I wanted st- we didn't want to set a lot of that up, and we shot it in order, okay. so that the relationship could sort of evolve on camera, whereas with Vanessa, for example, we worked together for like two weeks, planning a whole backstory of how we met, and uh, where we met, and why I was from England, and why she had been in England, and all of that stuff, okay. so you create all of that, so
0: it's on camera. Um, so you can tell your approach as an actor not just p- film by film, but actor by actor. Depending on who you work with, is that does yeah, your does your coach remain flexible in the process? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you. I think. I mean, I can only speak for myself. You, 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 you have your own process which fits you or suits you, and you kind of hone it into. Uh, it, it evolves over time, and there are certain certain things that I have to do that I to make me feel kind of safe in in the part, or hmm. like I can, um, like I can take you know take the part on, and then. Indeed, every time you work with someone new, especially the director, but, but actors too, you change that because they have different requirements or different mm-hmm. demands or uh, different, different processes, yeah.
0: Mm. What about Steven Soderbergh? I mean, this is your second time working with him now. Yeah. Uh, and this is his last film, Yeah, which is a massive shame. But what's he like as a director? Because he's, he seems like he's a jack of all trades. He's his own yeah. cinematographer he's, as well, he so com- he's right in your face. He's
1: completely one of a kind like that. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know, for, for those of you who don't know, he, so he operates the camera, which is really unusual for a director. Mm. He lights the scene, which is very unusual for a director. <laughs> he edits the film, uh, <laughs> and he's the director. So on, a f- on his sets, there are usually about a quarter of the people on most sets. It's a very small number, mm-hmm. very, very focused. He's used the same team around him, so the focus puller, uh, the dolly grip, all, all the people, the team around the camera are really close friends of his. So okay. it's a very efficient, very slick, uh, and very, very um, intimate uh, team because they've made tons and tons of films together. Um, he's also extraordinary because of... He's carrying all those jobs. That He will... First of all, he lets you... All the prep you have to do beforehand. He's not someone who turns up and lets discuss what we're doing today. Right. He wants to shoot immediately because you're normally out by lunchtime. He'll He'll... He'll shoot things once or twice. He will analyze a scene very quickly and he'll usually try and use uh, the minimum shots required Okay. because he's already editing. So he's thinking, okay, how do I tell this story effectively, quickly, and he's already making those editing decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've done all the decision-making beforehand, all the discussions beforehand. He's quite hard sometimes to get. I mean, I'm always... I like to know you know what 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 what, what books should i read or what should i watch or what about you know and he's he's quite funny like that he's like you know don't read anything books are bad for you. i mean he's joking but you know <laughs> or he he gave me a couple of films to watch he wanted me to watch repulsion okay the polanski yeah. film yeah. and uh Double indemnity and oh, yeah, fatal yeah. attraction yeah. so those were the three references he gave me and then as a man he's 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 very intriguing uh he's He's kind of changeable, he's very funny, v- unbelievably smart, and once he's had a martini, all that <laughs> incredible in- intelligence sort of flows out and he, he becomes incredibly conversational. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes he can be very, very quiet and very private. Um, and on set, usually, he's got so much to think about, he's usually in a, kind of in a little bit of a zone, really. Um, and it's a nice way to work because sometimes on a film set, Whereas you'd imagine the focus of the energy should be on what the camera's looking at, yeah. it's often somewhere way off in the distance where the director's sitting. Okay. So the director will, say, be set up over there with a bank of video monitors yeah. or monitors yeah, 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 of and a kind of gaggle of producers, usually, and they're all sitting there eating donuts and drinking coffee, and you're over here doing the scene, and then you all look
0: up and go, you know is that good <laughs> were or, they watching you know, it were they paying attention yeah or <laughs> do we go again <laughs> yeah. or
1: sometimes you can't hear them you know yeah. um, which I think having worked with Stephen a couple of times sort of diffuses the energy because the focus should be on wh- we're here to film this and this is what we're going to film with yeah. Stephen he's behind the camera so he says cut and he looks up and he's right there and you talk ab- and so the energy's very very um, quiet and in this film we shot all over Manhattan and uh, we were in I mean, literally. There's a scene in, Emma, uh, in Rooney's characters called Emily in her office, and it was an active. Uh, uh, what was the work they were doing? I think they were doing uh, architecture. It was like a it was a it was like a designer's office, mm-hmm. and the people who worked in the office were still there working, and we were <laughs> shooting in the corner, and we didn't stop them. They just they're in they're in the film. Right. Okay. So it's very quiet and yeah. really quick. Yeah. Like kind of guerrilla filmmaking, you know.
0: So, are you the sort of actor who likes to see? Oh, well, I is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think gorillas like you know monkeys. Yeah, but um, so um, uh, <laughs> no, is he? The, are you I mean. the, uh, no, absolutely not. Are you the sort of actor who likes to go and watch dailies and watch the take you've just done? And oh does really? Stephen allow that? If you know, you're not, then
1: no. Yeah, I mean sometimes you get encouraged to, but I choose, I don't really want to. Mm. And there's, sometimes there's specific stuff that it's more to do usually with big. If it's a big setup and it's about something physical, like look, every time you walk down this road, you see, you keep hiding in mind that lamppost, that like you just got a camera and yeah. things like that. Okay, but if okay. It's, I don't want to go and analyse a scene there mm. and then. And uh, I, I'm a bit of an old, I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm, I kind of romanticise the past process of making films. I think films probably, you know, John Huston made a film without monitors, without <laughs> mobile phones. I shouldn't be saying this in here. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? He used to stand by the camera <laughs> and yeah. he'd look up at the DP and 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 he'd say, you know, you know, is it in focus? Yep. And he'd yeah. stand and he'd watch the actors and it'd be cut and he'd know and he'd go, okay, we got it. Mm. Let's move on. Yeah. And all this like sitting watching monitors and and kind of, I don't know. I think it's. It, you lose some of the magic of actually being there, like I said, the focus of being there and yeah. doing it and knowing when you've got it. You don't have to go and check. You kind of know you've got it. And as long as the, f- if the, if the DP says, yeah, the frame was great, or it was in focus, then you know you've got it. And, you and when on. the
0: DP is a director, then you're, you're laughing. Then you're, it's even better. Absolutely. Uh, this isn't, Stephen's not the first director you've worked with twice. You've you worked with the likes of Martin Scorsese twice, Anthony Magiella a number of times. Is it important to you to strike up relationships with directors and keep things like that going? And how do yeah. you do that? Yeah, you know? I mean, so it's down to them though, because they're the yeah. ones who give me the job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not the one going to them, going. <laughs> we should do this again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They offered, and I, I was like, "Yeah, I'll, uh, you know, yeah. I'll do another job yeah. with you." Um, but yes, it is. It's really. It, it, it's definitely. Uh, it, it, it helps the process refine itself. Mm. And as we said a bit before, you know, you, you have your process and you work on a new film and um, you have to learn to adapt to the, 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 the new people you're working with. And obviously, if you've worked with them before, that's you're a step, uh, 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 you're a step closer to that being true. And so yeah. that, can, that slowly becomes more and more refined. Okay. I certainly came into this experience having done a couple of weeks. I was only on Contagion for a couple of weeks. But, yeah. for example, I knew I had to do all my work before, because I knew how quickly he, he shot, and I knew, uh, I just knew his, his rhythm, you know, mm. and, and, and and him as a guy, mm. you know, that's a lot of it, it comes down to also knowing the person, you get on, it's not as awkward, you know, it's like meeting, it, it's a funny job in that way, that you meet, anu- you know, you. M- a lot of people have say, you know, one group of people they work with for, for years and years yeah, and years, yeah. and then, and I work with like three or four a year, brand new, p- and, and you have to get to know them all, and. Uh, so if there are a few familiar faces,
0: it helps. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Stephen's last film. He made a film with Michael Douglas, but that's yeah. going to be screened for in HBO yes. on HBO in the states. Uh, but this is his last theatrical film. So he says anyway, he's retiring at this. He's fifty years old. He's going to retire. Yeah. Uh, was there a sense of occasion on set? No, not The last day, or not, at that's all. not him. Yeah.
1: And I, I have to say, I mean, I'm kind of baffled by it because he's not a man who says things for effect. He's not a sort of you know he's got no sort of dramatics about him whatsoever he's mm. very understated um and i don't think he's ever officially said this is my last but a lot of people around him have and he's not denied it yep. he has said and again i have to quote him because i can guess around why i think he said he felt that he thinks narrative in film should go in one direction yep. he feels that film is being led in another narrative direction. Mm-hmm. And I have to say I agree with him. I mean, I, I to a point, I feel like, you know, we we're getting to a point where we're still being spoon-fed film a yes. little. Bit. Yeah. And plot is apparently everything. And the fact that something a film like The Master to me that didn't get recognized this year mm. is a perfect indication of that that there's mm. a film that's I think we'll look back on that film and realize oh that was groundbreaking. Mm. And I think as a filmmaker, not so much as an actor, but as a filmmaker, I think if you're constant and he's a very smart man, I think if you feel a sense that your sense of narrative is evolving and you don't see it around you and the people around you who finance your films don't want to finance projects that are going in that direction and you have the ability as a a, a man, he's a great painter, he wants to work in theatre, he's not said he won't direct I think he wants to do theatre and opera and I think he's just
0: moving away. Mm. So there was no giant cake in The Last Day, there was no No. huge bus pass, there was nothing for him. That was it. Oh, That's a shame. But um, let's talk a little bit more about the film. Uh, We have another clip now because after the clip we saw previously, something happens. I think that's as much as we can probably say. But uh, then your character Jonathan becomes almost that Hitchcockian wronged man as his life crumbles around him. And This is a scene in which your partners ball you out. Enjoy the scene.
1: Nobody here has ever had a bad result. Nobody has had a a, a client react to a side effect. (laughs) Your arrogance here is breathtaking. You take no responsibility. For her body's reaction to a medicine. It only just came
0: on the market. She has come up in a number of my sessions as well. It's become a part of the environment here. We have clients
1: who are afraid to take their medications. We have the state board here. It's on the nightly news. Look, I spoke with her lawyer and the DA. We worked it out. She's taking an NGRI. She's going to hospital for observation. It's behind us. It's all going to go away. Bullshit, John. It is splashed
0: all over you. It's going to follow you around forever. And so from there, there's a sort of investigative quality now to the, to the film as, as Jonathan tries to piece together, turns Sherlock Holmes, if you will, Turns huh. you know, tries to piece together what's, what's going wrong. And what, there's, yeah. a, there's a conspiracy, if you will. Yeah,
1: there is. Well, he's... I I I uh the 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 doctors I worked with or uh, you know I knew very little about this world and um the doctors I met and and those that gave me lots of their very precious time um I don't know it, it, what intrigued me was their ability their their ability to diagnose very very yeah. quickly and their ability to uh first of all their their ability to diagnose and understand a person's needs um then their ability also to to their faith in the medicine, their their belief that they could put together an equation of of drugs that would sort solve very specific problems yeah. in you, and so I kind of set him up in my mind as a riddle. You know, he loves riddles. He can solve riddles, and you you learn early on that he's very very good at this job. It was based on a guy who actually became one of our producers and was one of the advisors to me and uh, and Rooney, called Sasha Bardet, the doctor in New York, and this guy. Used to have a private practice, but would also go into Bellevue, which is this huge—I think I mentioned it before—this yeah, yeah. big open uh, hospital in New York, um, and work for the state. And you know, he would be called in, or he'd have a four o'clock, four in at four a.m. He'd be woken up by the cops, and they would say, you know, there's a guy in a room down there. None of us want to go near him. These are these big New York cops. And they go, he says he's a vampire and we believe him. He's, he is <laughs> fucking crazy, you know. You gotta, and he'd, he'd go into these rooms and these people would be, you know, these weird, demented guys or, they'd, you know, naked or covered in, you know, feces or whatever. And he'd go in. He'd had incredible confidence mm. and analyze what it was and usually work out whether they were insane, mm-hmm. whether they needed help, whether they were just criminals and should be sent to Rikers Island. He, right. you know, he sold riddles. And I sort of saw that in this guy that he... he Suddenly finds a riddle in Rooney's character that he can't solve, and he's put him he's put in a situation where he knows he can get the answer, but it's it's not the one he initially thought. And so you suddenly see him. Basically, it's like a huge Sudoku. There you go. A whole film.
0: (laughs) Giant Sudoku, I like it. Put that in the poster. (laughs) Uh, So you mentioned there are the films of Stephen gave you a sort of homework, research. Yeah. Did you watch anything on your own? Because uh, we've mentioned Hitchcock a few times, and it seems to me this is a role that Jimmy Stewart would have played had this mm-hmm. movie been made 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did you watch any Hitchcocks? Did you watch any, any movies like that? Um,
1: not specifically for this, no. I mean, I kind of stuck pretty closely to the, to the, to the uh, ingredients that, that Stephen gave me. I read a really good book, called actually, which I think has just been made into a film called Dr. Class. Oh yeah, Dr. Yeah. Glass. Delta yeah, Glass, by yeah, yeah. Soderbergh, which is really weird. <laughs> um, and uh, that helped. Um, I mean, but I know I l- I'm a big fan of Hitchcock, so I kind of yeah. know that genre, and I certainly know Jimmy Stewart. Mm. So I mean, I had mentioned a couple before. I went back to things like *Jagged Edge* as well and *Body yeah. Heat* because there is a certain sensuality to them as well yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that we wanted to bring out in this. Absolutely.
0: Let's get some questions from you guys now. Uh, If you have any questions for Jude, we have a roving microphone going around. Uh, So yeah, there's a lady here right here in the uh, second row. Thank you.
1: Um, Yeah, Jude Law. You must get many job offers. But what was it about the script for Side Effects that really captivated you? Um, Honestly, uh, the, the the main the main thing was was working with Steven Soderbergh again, because don't think the list, well, no, that's not true. There are, there are, there are, there's a sort of, I'd say there's a sort of top 10 of of English speaking certainly sort of filmmakers who if they ask you to work with them, even I, in my opinion, if the script or the part's not very good, you go and you work with them because they're great filmmakers and you know you're gonna learn something. And you know also nine times out of 10, you're gonna be in something respect, respectable <laughs> and you know, half decent, intelligent. And he's one of those people. and. Because I'd worked with him before in a in a sort of patchwork way, because it was a, a a smaller part in an ensemble. I really wanted to work with him in a bigger, in a greater capacity. Uh, and the script intrigued me because, like I said before, I couldn't, from the read, and I think from the film, you can't. He's Scott's written a piece which is about faulty people. So everyone in it's got problems. Everyone in it's very rounded, in that you don't know who is the, is the real hero or not. And I like. I like life, you know, I think that's kind of for an actor that's interesting because you get to play someone um, who's real or, 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 well, if you achieve it, you get to play someone who's real. But, you know, it was it was just rich with possibility, I suppose, and in good hands.
0: Uh, any more questions for Jude? There's uh, some people over here. We'll, we'll go to this gentleman here in the uh, second row and then this lady here in the front row. Okay. Hi. Do Hi. you want to work with someone in particular in your future or...?
1: Yeah, lots. There are lots and lots of people I haven't I mean worked with. I'd a- love, actor, I'd love writer. to work with, I'd love to work with Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson, and I've always loved the uh, the Coen brothers. I think they make great films. Uh, and then there are, f- I mean, I've, I, I, I'm, I've been friendly with Werner Herzog for a, a few years, and we've been trying to find something to do. We were meant to do something this year, and it's not going to happen. I don't think now. Um, but I'd love to work with him because I think he's, he's a. Uh, He's a character. He's an extraordinary character.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he is. Uh, I'd love to see like a collaboration. That would be that would be fun. That yeah, would, be it interesting. would be.
1: It was a shame. I don't know what happened to the film, but it
0: uh, there's a lady here on the uh, front row. Okay. Hi, Jude. Hello. I'm
1: a big <coughs> fan of you. I've seen you in New York four years ago. Do you remember me? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um, Where did you see me? Yeah, I've seen you at Angela's. Uh, it's a friend's party. Oh right, house. Angela. Do yeah, you remember? Yeah. She. Oh, OK. Yeah, give birth to the crowd. Anyway. Yeah, you mean Matt's Angela? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, excuse <laughs> me, everyone. You, I Yeah, I know. Shall I leave? I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Matt and Angela the other day. They're in London. Oh, really? Yeah. Is uh, <laughs> <it's> her baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, j- uh, I know you have worked with a lot of um, talented and pretty actors. Just wondering who do you like to work most? It's an easy question,
0: I guess. Stephen Stephen Fry. Is he a. Are <laughs> oh, you an actress? Yeah, actress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I don't know, I don't really have a favourite. I mean, you did. Yeah, Kiri was, was great to work with. I mean, I've been quite lucky. I don't. I'm trying to. It would be easier to tell you who I didn't like working with. <laughs> think, but I can't even think of that and I wouldn't do it anyway. I've been very lucky. I've never names. worked with a sort of nightmare, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, on the whole, they've all been really, really. Really easy to work with, really nice, yeah. Sorry, it's a bit of a boring answer, but <laughs> <it's> true. <laughs> <laughs> Any
0: more names to be shouted out of this from the audience? Uh, yes, there's a lady here also in the front row. Unless you have the same question. Oh, no. no? no? Good. Another okay. question. Okay, Hello. another question. Uh, I know it's quite ahead of us, but are you excited about playing Henry V at the later this year? And yeah. have you ever seen it on stage? Or
1: I have seen it on stage. I saw it. Funnily enough, I went to see Ken Branagh play it when he... I was, must have been... I don't know, he was about 25. And Prince Charles and Lady Diana were in the audience, <laughs> I remember. Uh, and I saw the recent one at the Globe. Uh, I must have seen one since then. But yeah, I am excited. Yeah, I've just started doing a bit of work on it because I don't start rehearsals till October. But you know, those parts shake, there's so much, um, there's opportunity to, to learn and read around parts that, she, that he wrote. And um, so I've just started my kind of my history lesson and my my research, <laughs> but the, someone asked me the other day, you know, why do you bother doing stage two? Why? And i and, and to me, apart from the fact that it's where I started, also when you read these parts, it's like I, you know, I've known I've been doing that part for years, and but it's it's only recently I sat down and started reading it again, and you think but you know this is they're he's there great parts. He wrote great roles, so I'm I'm very excited. Good speeches.
0: Have you learned the, uh, the script? No, you know, no, I haven't no. started yet, no. Okay, all right, thought I might be up there already. Stored yeah. away, okay. There's a gentleman right at the back. If you keep your hand up uh, quite high so we can get to you with the microphone, that'd be great. Jude, oh. Jude um, Hello. you've in lots of amazing films. Have you thought about any darker roles for yourself at all? Um, maybe some war
1: films or something like that? Maybe something a bit darker for yourself? Yeah, funnily enough, I went to people where I felt like that's all I was playing. <laughs> so I've been trying to lighten it up a bit. Yeah. Um, yes, indeed. But no, dark in like way? Hopkins sort of. You mean like a serial killer type thing? Well, no, maybe not that, but something really dark for
0: yourself, I think. Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, the thing is, I- in the end, it's not some, you know, you've got... Yes, I would love to. I would love to. But, I mean, I feel like I've been there occasionally, not necessarily recently. Um, darkness, you know, can come in many forms. Um, I just played a guy who was you know, heavy, heavy boozer and a kind of abuser of himself and those around him. And whilst it was kind of, there was a comedic side to it. This is this British film I just made called Dom Hemingway Mm. that comes out later in the year. There was a real darkness to him because he was very violent and, uh, like I said, sort of self-abusive. But the film's full of laughs. So (laughs) uh, that felt dark. Do you know what I mean? And this felt dark at times. But... I don't know. I mean, I I where you're right in that, you know, maybe I, if I haven't played a part like that recently is, is 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 just finding a part like that but in
0: the good script
1: and in good hams as I said
0: before, you yeah. know. We have time for two more questions. There's a lady here and there's uh, about a million people over here, but we'll we'll choose one. I do. Damn it. I've got Hello. two questions. I'm going to pick the best one. Okay. Um um first of all, I saw you in 2009 in Hamlin here in London. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. So th- my question is: Would you see yourself in the near future going behind the cameras and directing, producing? You
1: know. Yeah, I What's mean, I've them? I've I've produced before, and I I kind of put it on I put the process on the shelf for a couple of years because uh, it's 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 very hard work and it's quite um, debilitating when a project you put years into kind of comes and goes, and and I I wasn't quite ready for the emotional reaction you have to that. But I started again and I've got I've got three things at my in my little company at the moment none of which I really want to be in but one of them I do want to direct. So I think I'll probably be if if all lines up and it works out and obviously we've got to get the script right and we've got to get the money so we're a long way off but I would hopefully be doing that in 2014
0: 2015. Oh wow. Anything you can talk about more specifically now or just um keep not it really on the
1: back uh, because I don't want to sort of you know, curse it by saying too much. It's based on a book, a wonderful new book, by a young uh, English writer. And it's about uh, a group of kids. It's mm-hmm. mostly about kids mm-hmm. um, in a sort of, yeah, that's
0: what I'm going to say. <laughs> Start Googling. Uh, OK, there's a gentleman right here behind the pillar. If you can keep your hand up so we can see, that'd be great. Well, I, I guess, first of all, thank you so much, Jude, for coming and joining us here today. I think everyone's really enjoyed it. It's quite pleasure. For the film. Good. Um,
1: I guess my question, you've talked about um, actresses and some of your on-screen relationships, but I think probably the one that we've enjoyed and delighted in the most is uh, yours with Robert in Sherlock. Um, Ah. I guess fans are obviously going to want to know the end of uh, Game of Shadows kind of teased us that we were going to get to see a continuation of that relationship. I wonder (laughs) if you had a chance to talk to Robert and Guy
0: about whether or not that is going to happen, and where would you like to see their relationship uh, go to next?
1: (laughs) Divorce? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, he, yeah, we we've had a kind of strange. Um, we 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 have a very intense relationship, the three of us, and in particular Robert and I, and it's very uh, passionate and um, heated and humorous and. Uh, Sometimes exhausting, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's he's you know I've been busy. He's been really busy. He he's been off doing Iron Man three, and he's saved the world in with the Avengers, and so um, we we've had this we've had this quiet patch. But yes, to answer your question, we 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 have me- absolutely we have ideas. Funnily enough, when we made the first one, we were throwing all these ideas around. For what we wanted to do for the second one, and the same happened with the second one. So we've got, we've got enough ideas, backed up by, of course, a tome of work still that Conan Doyle gave us, um, that we like, lo- you know, that we've obviously dipped into with the with the first two, backing us up. And so, I think work starts on a script in March, so imminently. But I I can't see us making it till next year. But I think we've, yeah, we've got lots of ideas. <laughs> um, I don't want to give too much away. The the. I mean, you know, it's simply the rule being that we want it to get be we want it to be better and bigger. And I think the nice thing nowadays is you remember in the past a sequel would come out and you'd always go, oh yeah, but it's never going to be as good as the first. And then the th- and then the third one would come out and you'd go, oh, you I won't bother because the third one will never. And luckily that's sort of been broken. I think Chris Nolan sort of broke that with mm. you know his Batman's got bigger and more interesting. Or well, some would say not, but I think yeah, I yeah, think they got yeah. more. Yeah. And it's starting to be the case that if a film's successful and popular and you make another, which for me, was a f- it was a first with uh, Sherlock Holmes, you wanna sort of, you wanna push yourself and you wanna raise the bar and I think we, we're very set that until we get the right script and the right team, the right ideas, uh, we, won't make, we won't make the third, but I, I, have a f- I have good faith
0: that we will. Do you think that the third might, just like Chris Nolan's Batman movies, be the last one? This might be well, Sherlock sure rises.
1: I mean, listen. This is to- this isn't like some great scoop because because mm. it, it, it's just a discussion between me and Robert. We had an idea that the net we sh- we, sh- we we're going to make two. One leads into the next, okay. so it's a kind of case that sort of slips in ah, like to that. a fourth one. But maybe Ooh. that's wishful thinking. Watch this space. Yeah, oh, watch this t- space. I mean, none of that is uh, um, in any way grounded in. Anything other than my hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> you realise it's on the internet already. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It is. Uh, on that bombshell. They're bomb going to kill me. <laughs> Absolutely. <of course laughs> you will.
0: Uh, thanks so much for coming. Thanks for your questions. Thank, thank you. Most of all, thank, Jude you, thank you, Thank you. Thank you.